Welcome back to Worlds Beyond with Cam and Ron, everybody. Hey, welcome back, guys. Glad you're here with us today. And before we dive in, I'd just like to say, if you do enjoy our content, we'd love for you to give us a like and a follow on our Twitter page, which is at WorldsB underscore podcast. Uh, and also uh, like or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. It definitely means the world to us. And thanks so much for tuning in. So we are here today to talk about Loki, the Disney Plus series, which just wrapped last week. I was curious whether this was just going to be season two and then we'd kind of see how it went and maybe there'd be a season three. But it definitely seems like they that's a wrap on uh, on Loki. I don't think they're going to do another season. Right, yeah. I think I remember Tom Hiddleston saying, kind of making a comment that seemed like he was wrapping up his time as the character. I'm sure he'll be back, especially once we get into Secret Wars and mul- more multiverse shenanigans and stuff. But seemed like uh, the character arc is officially kind of complete. Yeah, definitely. So overall, first reactions for me, I would say I enjoyed it. It seemed quick to me. I almost, I had to actually go and look back and say, oh, the first season was only six episodes too? I, I just, I right. remember the, se- the, the first season being, it seemed just longer to me. I, I'm just noticing looking here at the Wikipedia that last season, every episode was directed by Kate Heron and this year they had mostly two guys, Justin Benson and Aaron mm-hmm. Moorhead directing and then Dan Delu, I don't know how you pronounce his name. He's, he's He was the longtime like special effects guy for Marvel, wasn't he? Um, yeah, I think so. And then Kara or Kazra Farahani, I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly. So there was some different, well, actually only two episodes were directed by somebody different, but that was just something I hadn't noticed before. But overall, enjoyed it. I found I found it a little quick, and I wanna, I'll want i expand on that when we get further into it. I was a little perplexed by how it wrapped up. But maybe, but I think mm. that's in part because I, I, I didn't know if this was going to be it. So that threw me for a loop, I would say, a little bit. I'm not, I, I didn't not enjoy it. I thought there was some definite, you know, cool parts about how it all wrapped up and, you know, got very deep and cosmic and all that stuff. But yeah, definitely felt a little quick to me and I was a little bit just surprised by how it wrapped up. And I, I'll just stop there. I'm not surprised in a bad way, just just surprised so that's that's my opening take i guess yeah i guess i'll have to echo a lot of your thoughts i i really enjoyed it as well i can't i don't know if i liked it as much as the first season first season was definitely a lot more straightforward and a little bit more action-packed i guess a a lot simpler so it was a little bit easier to follow and and went more for kind of a fun wacky vibe as opposed to this season which was a little bit i i agree it, it felt like it went by quicker although it was definitely more kind of like slow and cerebral in terms of the subject matter i'm curious how much of this they actually had planned out when they were doing the first season and how much of it was kind of made up after that but yeah um benson uh, justin benson and aaron moorhead are the two directors i i've known about them for a little bit because they did a couple kind of low budget horror movies that i really enjoyed but it is funny loki this season of loki was very time bendy mind warpy kind of themes and stuff that they love all that stuff but they're very much like they don't put as much emphasis on the rules and sticking to them as opposed to just kind of getting the most wacky weird mind bending story that they can out of it so there were definitely a few points where i was a little bit confused and kind of like would it really work that way if if 
you know, based on what we know about the multiverse kind of stuff. I won't get too much into that. I'd say that was probably my biggest problem was it was a lot of very kind of purposefully confusing time shenanigans and alternate dimension kind of stuff. But uh, I think it was it, overall, it worked very well, especially taking into account how the series wrapped up. So yeah, I, I enjoyed it overall. It was very well made, just very different and kind of hard to compare to the first season, I guess I'd say. Yeah, just a brief tangent. So Aaron Moorhead and Justin Benson, are those those guys that did those two sort of Lovecraftian mm, movies? Like yep, one, yeah, one was about the UFO cult and then there was yep, another one yeah, about some, yeah. some apartment or something like that? Is that those right, guys? yeah, the it's uh, yeah. What are those movies? Resolution and The Endless. Um, I really like Resolution. It's like a found footage horror movie, very Lovecraft, but very much like they were going for a very specific thing, and the end could either you'll either think it's genius or it's gonna piss you off. But they're actually connected. I, I really like it because The Endless kind of goes back to they're both kind of time travel movies so they intersect with each other in, in interesting ways but yeah both of them are very much similar to the weird multi-dimensional time timeline travel kind of stuff and again they focus more on just kind of making weird stuff happen as opposed to logically thinking out the rules and stuff uh so that's definitely their you can see their handprint on a lot of this even though it seemed like they didn't have a ton, like it was a different writer, it, it seemed like, for, for a lot of the episodes. So I'm not sure quite how much uh, like input they had on that. But it seems like they did, because it's very much on brand for them. Okay, uh, maybe. And I see this name, Eric Martin, as he he was, he had a hand in writing all the episodes. And then mm -hmm. some other, and he wrote actually four of them, four out of the six he wrote solo. So definitely, I wonder if he's somebody that works with those two guys, though. You know, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, and I know they did some work on uh, Moon Knight too. Oh, interesting. Uh, which is which is funny because that that also had a kind of weird, confusing sort element of. to it, uh, and that wasn't quite as successful as Loki was. Right. Right. So yeah, I think now to just jump into where we're, where we may hit some spoilers. So just that warning is out there now. I do think you you bring up a great point that the the shift in tone was definitely noticeable. I think last season they had, and it was one of the things I liked about it, they had that sort of like weird, you know, Twilight Zone-y mm. um, and the, you know, the 1960s aesthetic of, of, the, of the TVA itself. Mm -hmm. But there was some more straight up sort of action-y episodes. I think like when, when Loki first arrived arrives in the, in the first season, you know, and they just them hunting him down, you know, that was all very kind of you know what you would expect and then right as you know things happened and then he met Sophie and they and they and they were trying to get to the end of time to figure out who was really behind the TVA so it had that mystery that central mystery of who was behind what is the TVA and who's behind it and what are, mm. what's the you know mm -hmm. what are they really after i guess the overall theme of this season was okay now we know who's behind the TVA you know how do we sort of bring him down or change what he has in store for Mm. all of time but it wasn't quite as straight definitely wasn't straightforward definitely a, a tonal shift to a much more cerebral like you said kind of approach and i think that by the end of the the finale i was i was kind of missing some of the 
some of the lighthearted action. The series had an arc. It went from all over the place. They threw a lot of stuff at you in the first episode. And then Mm. there was some sort of fun shenanigans and action and getting to see Loki and Sophie's powers and using their little green Loki blasts and and Mm -hmm. fights and some cool action and stuff. And then it just, from there, really focused on Tom Hiddleston and mm-hmm. and then just him sort of being the one person who could figure this all out. And then he was on his, like, weird journey. Yeah, I think this one was definitely more character-focused, especially on Loki, obviously, uh, and, and kind of uh, based on how the season ended, I think that makes a lot of sense because it does, in many ways, seem to be a wrap-up for uh, Loki. Uh, especially, you know, it's funny, they kind of had to they kill obviously they killed Loki in Infinity War and they kind of had to find a way to bring him back but he does more or less eventually become the Loki that we know from Infinity War and then even grows beyond that so to me it seems like even though they are technically two different Lokis this seems like it's the wrap up for the entire kind of Loki story although I'm sure we'll end up seeing him in some capacity again one way or the other that's a great observation like he does sort of become that sympathetic character both way the way his character arc ends in the mcu proper uh Mm. in infinity war and and here i was almost surprised and and maybe it was just because there had been so much time that had gone by since the first season he definitely had this sort of kind of good guy i'm on the team sort of vibe to him like right Mm. from the get-go as this season took off and i i was like wow did he really sort of change his tune you know sort of evolve that much into like a straight up because it almost i that was just the impression i had of him is like wow he's like sort of straight up good guy as we're starting this season and i i Mm -hmm. i didn't know that he had totally i don't i didn't remember him totally kind of coming over that line watching the last season but i guess he had or at least that's the decision they made we should probably talk about some of the other characters Mm. especially uh kihoi kwan's character uh obi or ouroboros i thought he was great and kind of funny and quirky and hilarious and uh and he was a great kind of new addition that that fit in really well and and obviously um Owen Wilson was great as um mobius or is it mobius yeah i guess it's mobius not morbius (laughs) no Uh, uh, <laughs> definitely <a> different, not <laughs> different marvel property and yeah so both of the were, uh, were there any other kind of new characters well just we got more and a very different take from jonathan majors as oh right yeah you know himself he he was he was the character that we met in in flashbacks or or not all flashbacks in different spots but then he was you know his variant victor timely you know the rest of the cast you know the rest of the principal cast kugu mbatha raz ravona Renslayer, when me masako was hunter b15 you know eugene cordero was casey uh and sophie DiMartino was sylvie she was great i didn't feel like she had so everyone i thought all those guys were strong it was kind of a good arc for Renslayer, and then that kind of just mm-hmm. got left oh yeah hanging that was yeah her end was very strange it did, like it it seemed like they just almost like forgot about her and they just like threw in that last scene with her as a kind of just to wrap it up. But it, it, it didn't even, it seemed to imply that she may have like not survived past that. But yeah, that, that was strange because it, it did seem like they were kind of focusing on her a lot in the first half of the season and they kind of forgot about her. Yeah, it was really strange. Um, it, it definitely seemed like there was some, 
some plot threads and, and that's actually one of the things I want to talk about next but um, just to finish off on the cast so like overall yeah I thought the cast was strong I thought Jonathan Majors typically you know he comes off as so like you know kind of like ancient Greek theater actor like Shakespearean mm. actor he's got that very like super classical vibe to his acting and I would say his performances are great but at the same breath, I almost feel like you can, and and I don't mean this necessarily as a criticism or whatever, but like he really feels like he's acting when you watch him. You know what I mean? If you know, mm, if, if that mm-hmm. makes sense, uh, right? And and it's not that it's not great, and he has some great moments, but so that leads me, you know, the stuff with uh, Victor Timely and He Who Remains and Sophie and Ren, the Renslayer plot thread that just seemed to get left hanging. Mm. I to me. Is attributable to maybe one, one or two things. Uh, it, I think, going back to my whole thing, thing about you know, I wasn't sure whether this was going to be the final season or not. I get the impression, by the way the story wrapped up and the way this season went, I think we got something of a condensed arc of what ultimately might have been another season mm, or more mm-hmm. episodes. It definitely. You know, I'm not going to go Game of Thrones final season thing on it, you know, where everything got condensed. But it, it seemed like like maybe they were going to ultimately get to this whole point of Loki being sort of almost like the watcher of the TVA, mm-hmm. you know, becoming this like, you know, cosmic figure that kind of manages all the strands of time. It, it felt like they, to me, it felt like there was going to be more story there. Uh, right. With with Victor Timely, with the other variants of Kang, with just the the whole arc with Renslayer, everything felt like okay. We'll give him a little bit of action and a little bit of here's this variant of He Remains, and then then they just sort of jumped right into this sort of final cerebral arc of Loki's evolution into again whatever is he's like now the timekeeper, and so. What do you? I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Do you feel? Have you read anything that in, implicate in indicates that, or did you get any kind of similar feelings of things being sort mm. of condensed and maybe this was supposed to be a longer story? It's funny you bring that up because I I've seen a few things. One obviously the one of the big things I've seen is obviously reshoots have been a big point of contention and drama for uh, the MCU recently. I I've read that. Loki did not require any reshoots and that's kind of like a big uh, online that's kind of a big selling point for a lot of people like saying oh well, Loki was very good and it didn't require any reshoots so it just kind of proves that you just need to have a good solid plan of where you're going to go from the very beginning um but on on the other hand I've I've read that originally Loki was going to repair the time loom and it was going to work uh and he wouldn't have ended up in kind of the uh, ultimate spot that he did end up in but what's strange to me is that that seems to imply that there would have been reshoots but i don't know uh i i don't know if maybe they just brought because i mean where loki ends up is would have been very easy to just bring him into a room with a green screen and just shoot him for a day and and so maybe they didn't do full-on reshoots but they just brought him in for to make that ending but uh long story short yeah i do think that there may have been plans to go further a third season or at least the uh movie would or the show would have ended differently uh that being said i kind of like where it ended up i think 
it it almost makes Loki into a true god. His his kind of job as as manager of all the timelines and stuff. But yeah, no, I, it seems like this had probably especially compared to some of the other recent MCU stuff, it probably had the least amount of post tampering, but uh, it does seem like there may have been a little bit of it. Yeah, you can almost go both ways with that. Is it like, did it not get reshoots because it didn't need reshoots, or did it not get reshoots because they pulled the plug on it and they said wrap it up in season two? Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, um, I can see, because, yeah, I, I got a very strong sense, as soon as you said that, that just you know jumped out of my head i was like yeah it really seemed like everything was pointing them towards fixing the timeline and then Mm. more just shenanigans with more variants of or maybe victor timely escapes and goes off into the wilderness or whatever but the whole the whole thing where so victor timely you know yeah, well, you know that one version of him after you know Loki tries over and over again, and they and they seemingly mm. fix the loom, and then they don't. But then when he goes to that place where he's back with he who remains in the at that little you know castle at the end of time, there. castle, yep, yeah. So Loki's you know ultimately you know he figures out all his stuff, and he's like, I'm going to find a better way, and then he does, and then. So did he destroy Kang? Is Kang gone? Right, yeah. I guess that's the implication. Because there was never any, like, final battle between him, but it just seems like he just sort of somehow unraveled Kang without any real conflict, and now he's the time guy, and Kang's just gone. And that leads me to my other sort of supposition, is, like, because of the problems Jonathan Majors is having, you're hearing everywhere that they're trying to kind of wrap up right. the, the whole Kang thing and go in a different direction now. And so I wonder if that was part of it too. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is I do think if there was any sort of tampering or minor reshoots, I think it was probably to lessen Kang's overall impact. Um, and it and it is funny, there is that kind of throwaway line at the end where they're like, oh, we're tracking Kang variants. And they even mention presumably Quantumania's version of Kang. They say, oh, there was a Kang defeat on uh, 616 yeah. or something like that. Yeah, I remember um, that. So it's weird that they didn't like drop it completely, but it almost seems like they do have a kind of a choice now. They can either lean farther into Kang or uh, or go a different way based, kind of based on where Loki and uh, ended up. But, and this is, I don't know if this is getting too far off the beaten track, but I do... <laughs> know that Deadpool 3 is going to have a very heavy TVA uh, Kang influence to the point where I think Deadpool is going to be working with the TVA to defeat Kang or something like that. Uh, Obviously, the details are a little hazy at the moment, but I'm just curious if they're going to lean into Kang and Deadpool. That seems to kind of go against all the rumors that they're trying to pivot away from Kang, so... Uh, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's the thing. So it's funny. Like I I I didn't read any reviews or anything, but I did go online after I watched it to just see what people's you know just fan reaction was. And I was, you know, a lot of people. Oh, wow, that was so like deep and cosmic and whatever. And mm. I was like a little bit like, yeah, I see that, and I I, I did enjoy it. Uh, and overall, it did hang, hang together. But I, like I said, I was kind of a little bit like, huh, that's the way they decided to end it? 
Yeah, no, I, I kind of feel the same way. Although, yeah, I, I think it since it ended up working and I did feel kind of a good emotional hit at the end of the story, I think it ended up working and that's probably what people are reacting to. But I could see a different... Or, or like I, I, my dad, your brother... He hates anything to do with time travel or multiple <laughs> realities. Yeah. I think he. I don't even think he would make it through the season. And I think, yeah, it, it kind of your enjoyment of it will will be based on your patience for the time travel tropes and and alternate dimension gimmicks. Uh, I guess getting into some maybe criticisms I had before we wrap up. That would probably be my main one. Is it seemed like a lot of stuff was like uh, I guess, I don't know how to describe it but like in the last episode they kept sending victor timely into the Mm. time zone over and over again to kind of hit that classic time travel repeat loop joke but it seemed it's weird it seemed weird like loki kept it didn't set up that there needed to like that timely needed to go out there you would think loki would have tried different elements but it was more just like oh he just has to get there as fast as possible but it's like it seemed like they were really spinning the wheels, but they could have tried other things, or Loki could have gone out. Yeah, I instead. thought. Yeah, yeah, I thought Loki was going to go that next time, and then right. It, it just seemed like they like they did that repeat thing, but it, it it didn't make sense that they they kept sending Victor Timely out. So I so I wasn't quite sure what they were going for there. And then yeah, there was a lot of things kind of like based on the rules or, or like they never established that oh Vic, like it has to go this way in order for the timeline to continue so it just seemed weird that they kept sending him out and there were a few things in the last episode that just felt a little bit kind of like why are we doing this again right and when loki finally figured out how to control his time jumping that was one thing i uh, that was just a little bit just just sitting and watching it his time the, the time jump effect when he would just splatter and like Right. That was a little bit like, I was like, okay, can we stop that now? I'm like, I'm going to have a, like a mental breakdown. It was like. Well, well, yeah, it was, it, it was, was weird. It became annoying after a while. Well, well, actually it's funny you bring that up because it's, see, I was a little bit confused. It seemed like they fixed that at the end of the first episode. Mm. And I was kind of like, huh, it's strange that, that they would set that such a big kind of issue up and then just have it resolve in the first episode. But then, it, yeah, yeah, it does eventually come back and and have some sort of bearing on, and and then obviously there's the whole time loop where the first episode is affected by the future of the last episode, et cetera, et cetera, yeah, yeah. which was all it was all cool, but um, but yeah, I, I started to kind of lose the thread a little bit. That stuff, it, you know. It, so I would say for this show, it overall worked, but yeah, that 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 is something that when done well and not repeated over and over again like I, I think i've said this on other podcast episodes when we've talked about shows or movies that have had similar themes like the that whole the living the day over again like tv mm. episode like i mean that how many times has that been done and they mm. they stayed mm-hmm. away from going full-on in that direction in loki right but uh but it was it was getting dangerously close right yep yeah and and uh, i was well i was thankful that they they mostly just condensed that into more of like a montage and it was like a full episode dedicated to it. Um, but, but yeah, I, if you don't have the patience for, for that kind of stuff, you might, it might not land quite as, quite as well for you, but it, it, I think it did its job and I, yeah, I, I ended up liking it. Yeah. I would say my overall sort of final 
position <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, I, mm. I enjoyed season two. Uh, I thought it was, you know, a good way to wrap up the character. Obviously, they are starting to really wrap up some of these phase one, two, and three characters are starting to right. know, get really phased out. So in that sense, it was satisfying. Looking at the show as a show overall, I think I tonally, I, I enjoyed season one more than season two. And they did sort of even build this like that. It was like going to be more of this sort of procedural that like ultimately, um, you know, Mobius and Loki were, and they did to some degree, were going to become these sort of like, kind of like detectives, if you will, almost like for the TVA. And it kind of went that way a little bit as the season went on in season one. It dipped into that a little bit at the beginning of season two, but Mm. it never really... You know, it, you know, I know the, the intention when the show first debuted was for it to kind of have that sort of vibe, but it never really totally went in that direction. Right. Mm. So, yeah, overall enjoyed it. I think overall it definitely, when looking at the Marvel series from, from my, it definitely is one of the most, you know, consistently solid right. mm. of the of the uh, Disney Plus series, mm-hmm. I will say. Yeah, no, I think I have to agree with that. And, then, yeah, I don't think I have very much else to say about it. I think we pretty much covered all my thoughts. So that's a wrap on Loki. Coming up right on the heels of Loki, we are going to do The Marvels, which just came out two weeks ago. A lot of swirling sort of stuff going on. Drama. Drama going on outside of the movie itself. Mm, Uh, mm -hmm. So we'll touch on some of that and other stuff coming up. The Monarch series, MonsterVerse thing on Apple TV just started. Definitely going to cover that. The new Japanese Toho Studios Godzilla film, Godzilla Minus One, comes out in the U.S. on December 1st. Very excited about that. Um, mm. There's a couple of seasonal horror movies coming up. I know you saw one. I'm going to be seeing the Thanksgiving film tomorrow or Friday mm. sometime soon. And then there's, there's a couple of Christmas-themed ones coming out, too, so we'll definitely do something on those. So lots of stuff. Yeah, it's been a pretty... Uh pretty dense uh holiday season in terms of uh genre things dropping so it's it's good for us that's for sure absolutely Uh, and as we wrap up just a reminder if you enjoyed this episode please do give us a like and a follow on our twitter x whatever they're calling it these days page uh, at worldb underscore podcast and a like or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts it does mean the world to us and thanks again for listening and i will also throw in my Lockwood & Co. plug uh, huh. read the books by Jonathan Stroud watch the show uh, sign the petition online and uh, participate in that I know there's going to be a big banner at the LA Comic Con uh, and oh, nice. get some attention there for the show and hopefully it gets picked up very soon for more seasons uh, and with that we will bid you adieu thanks for listening guys and see you on the next one <laughs>